Welcome to the Generation Arrow podcast. Generation Arrow provides wisdom and instruction for raising children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And now here's our host, author, teacher, and leader mom, Keely Schaefer. Well, hello there, family. Welcome to another Generation Arrow podcast. It is really hard to believe that we are on episode three already. Man, that went quick. And I hope you're enjoying these podcasts just as much as I have uh, by recording them for you. And the Lord, he's shining spotlights on different things, isn't he? And we've talked about um, all kinds of things that you can utilize when parenting your kids. You know, when my kids were younger, I absolutely devoured all kinds of books on parenting. And I needed all the help that I could get. And we didn't have podcasts back then, but if we did, I would have been listening to them. And I, I you know, I really do like podcasts and audiobooks. I've, I've always listened to podcasts, but just since the beginning of uh, the year in January, I started listening to audiobooks. And I have just become a huge fan. I'm like, listening to books left left and right. And I think I'm probably at like 13 or 14 books. And uh, one of those books uh, was from a recommendation of a friend, and I didn't realize it was going to be the longest book in the world. Uh, I think it was like over 940 pages, didn't even realize it. And I'm hours into it. I'm like, when is this thing ever going to end? But it was interesting. It was called uh, The Team of Rivals, and it was about Abraham Lincoln and him growing up and and all the way up through his presidency and all of the people who... Um, all of his team members that that uh, helped uh, during his time in office. So it was very interesting. But I really like uh, to listen to podcasts and books in the car. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm a multitasker. And I thought there's got to be some more people out there like me who choose to listen to uh, audio platforms. So thank you for listening today. You know, there are so many topics to choose from for parenting And uh, just be ready, because this podcast is going to be around for a while. I mean, we're not going to exhaust parenting anytime soon, so you're going to have plenty to listen to. Today's show is one that I feel is vitally necessary to talk about, and that is the power of church attendance. Yes, the power of church attendance. And I'm convinced that the make or break for any family is the decision of regular church attendance. When I was growing up, we didn't go to church very often. Uh, it was more uh, like a special occasion or, or just hit or miss, really. And, and I was okay with that. But in January of 1986, I was 16 years old, and my mom decided it was time to make a fresh start spiritually for the family. And so she said, we are going to church on Sunday. And I remember that Sunday morning. It was so chaotic. There were five of us kids. I was the oldest. And my little brother, Brendan, he was only a few months old. And I just remember it took a tremendous amount of effort 
to get to church on time that day. But walking in, uh, I I remember it felt like we were on some sort of a mission, and I sensed that this was going to be a very significant moment. And and really, from the time that the music began to play, and 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 the pastor, uh, Pastor Lowe, he had this energetic, fiery message for us. And and when we left the building, we really felt God moving in our hearts. And when we got home, we were excited about the day and we were curious to come back another time. But my mom mentioned to me and my younger sister, Sheila, she said, you know, girls, the the church has a service this evening and she wanted to know if we'd be interested in going. And uh, I, I really did like uh, going to church that morning. I had a great experience, but I, I, I thought inside, I was like, wow, uh, aren't we going a little overboard here? I mean, going to church two times in a day, that's a bit much, don't you think? So I just said something to my mom, like, mom, I, I've got homework or, you know, maybe we're going to get home too late. I really don't recall what I said, but whatever it was, my mom just agreed. And she said, yeah, we should, we should probably stay home. And when she turned around to walk away, I looked at my sister and I shot my arms way up in the air and I whispered, yes, yes. Well, Sheila instantly called me out and she said, mom, Keely's celebrating that we're not going to church tonight. And my mom said, oh, she is? Well, it looks like we're going then. And so we went that night, and, you know, I don't think we ever missed a church service from that day on. And in a couple of months, I had radically turned my life to Jesus. And that was all because my mom put her foot down and said, we're going to church. In Hebrews 10.25, in the Passion Translation, it says, This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. You know, in the busyness of life and responsibilities, You know, it's easy to make allowances to not go to church. But this scripture says, this is not the time to pull away, but to draw closer together with our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And you know, this world, it's not getting any better. It's it's growing worse and worse. The heat is on, people. And we've got to strengthen one another. And we don't need any lone rangers out there trying to take on life all by themselves. God's the one who's saying in this scripture, we need to get together. So he must know that there is a power when we gather. And there may be some people who say, Keely, I love Jesus and and he loves me and and." And I know that, and it really doesn't matter if if my family attends church or not. I mean, really, are you saying I need to go to church regularly? I mean, habitually? I mean, that, that seems like legalism to me. I mean, that's bondage. I mean, I ain't going to do that. I've got a life. I've got people to see. I've, I've got places to go. Well, let me clue you in on something. Going to church is not meant to be an event. 
it's not like a form of entertainment. Like you're going to a movie or something where you can just catch it at another time. No, when we bring our family to church, it's a means of empowerment. Now, let me give you an example. Think about an extension cord. I mean, we've all have them in our homes. I've got several, several of them. And that cord is made for a certain voltage of power to run through it safely, right? But it's limited on how much electricity it can transmit. But have you seen those huge, big, thick power cables uh, that they use to light up cities? Now, those things, <laughs> they're honkers, and they can really carry some power. And that's how it is when we go to church. When we're alone, yes, God can pour his power into us. He can talk to us. He can move in our lives. Uh, We're like that one extension cord. But there is a special anointing and power that comes when we are gathered as a body of believers in one place. Just like those big, thick power cables, when we're unified and assembled together as one, God can exponentially pour out more of his power in a measure that he can't when it's when it's just us when it, when it's just when we're when it's just by ourselves but miracles signs wonders answers restorations can take place when we're together that just can't happen when we're by ourselves i i hope you're getting this this isn't about a Sunday routine or a religious duty or, or obligation or if God's going to get mad at you if you don't go. It, it's not like that. This is about a supernatural opportunity to receive what your family needs from the Lord. It's a place where you can go to fill up and and get free from junk and and things that have been holding you back in life. And then you go out and you give that freedom to others. That's what going to church is all about. I had the privilege of serving in the member care department at our church for eight and a half years. Uh, Just a really special time. Uh, really honored to be to have been a part of that, but most of the interactions I had with people um, were based on some type of crisis that they were going through. You know, whether a loved one was in the hospital uh, and desired a visit, or or someone had passed away, or maybe there was a financial need. But during those years, I had several urgent calls from parents uh, with a middle schooler or maybe a high schooler who was having a hard time either emotionally or relationally with their parents or someone at school, or maybe they were dealing with an addiction, and the, and the parents were desperately crying out for help. And, and they wanted us to get their child in as soon as possible uh, to have counseling because they were at a loss of what to do. And during the course of our conversation, I would always ask, Is your family regularly attending church or is your child participating in any of the student ministries that we have? I wanted to see how involved that they had been with 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 the church. And you know what the answer was almost every time? It was no. 
no, we're not attending church regular, regularly, or, or no, my, my child's not involved with any of the youth group or children's activities, nothing like that. But Keely, we're a really busy family. And you know, the kids have sports, we're going to their games, we're running and gunning, and, and really, they don't like coming to youth group. You know, they're not comfortable meeting new people. There's really not much I can do if they don't want to come. I mean, I, I can't make them come. And I would think, oh, you can't make them come? Who said? <laughs> Let me ask you this. When your kids said they didn't want to eat their vegetables, did you say, oh, well, I can't make them eat them? Uh, no. <laughs> you kept setting a piece of carrot in front of them, a little green bean, a little piece of lettuce, bit by bit, you helped your kids acquire taste for those vegetables. And because you knew that they were good for them, you were being a good parent. You weren't being cruel. You know, you even blended up those veggies and you, and you hid it in the spaghetti sauce because you wanted to just chalk it full of veggies. Oh, you didn't know you could do that? Yeah, you can do that. Blend up the veggies. <laughs> you can get them to eat their vegetables. But your kids have to know, we're going to church. We're going to church, and you're going to participate in the student ministries. You're going to go to the, to, the, to the church camps. You're going to get everything that you can. And this is what we do. You know, Kevin and I, when, when our, our kids uh, were younger and they went to sleepovers, and if they happened to be on a Saturday night, our kids had to bring their church clothes. And they had to get up. They had to get dressed. If their friends were still in their sleeping bags in the middle of the living room with popcorn kernels around them and their hair all messed up and just snoring away, my kids were tiptoeing around them, getting into the bathroom, getting their clothes on, brushing their teeth, getting out the door because we were sitting outside ready to go take them to church. It didn't matter if they got in late from event from an event. They they didn't get a church pass, okay? I can't, I can't stress enough that however much your children are going to thrive in life depends upon the spiritual nourishment that they receive. And church attendance is a big part of that. And we can't look at it as a take it or, or leave it kind of thing. You know, my church here in Houston, it's called Grace Church. And it's a great, great church if you're you're in the area. Uh, but we built a new worship center a few years ago, and it was a huge undertaking. And many of us had been given towards the building fund, and we were looking forward to the dream of a new building becoming a reality. And I worked on staff at the church, and so I got to see a lot of the daily progress uh, when it was being built. And I remember when the big dirt moving equipment, they rolled in day after day and I'd look out there and they're working hard from sun up to sundown. And I'm like, nothing looks different. <laughs> what is going on here? I mean, there's no walls going up. They're working night and day. How long is this going to take? 
So I finally talked to one of the building managers and he said, hey, it, it takes a long time to build a foundation uh, to hold a building of this scale uh, that we were putting up. And so they worked for weeks pouring these huge concrete pylons that were way down deep in the ground. And, you know, if they would have cut corners in that foundation, it would have compromised uh, the entire building. So lasting foundations, they take constant and, and earnest effort. And so it is with our children's spiritual foundations. You know, they take time to develop. And, and when we cut corners by removing a huge pillar of their foundation, which is church attendance, we're setting them up for failure. Now, some people may laugh at this, but I always say the best form of counseling is regular church attendance. But understand that our church leaders, uh, our youth leaders, children's leaders, they're praying and they're asking the Lord about what messages, what series uh, are most needed for the people who are coming and for the kids who are coming and the students who are coming. And they seek the Lord about this because it's serious business. And how many times have you been at church and, and it was exactly what you needed to hear? You know, that song that you heard in worship, it was just like, like, like water going into your very being and, and it comforted your heart and it, and it gave you peace. And, and it was almost like God was speaking right to you. And maybe you'd been wondering about what to do about a situation. And all of a sudden, the answer just came. Do you think that was by accident? No, it was because you positioned yourself to be there. You made the sacrifice to get yourself in that seat. And you opened up your heart to what the Lord had for you. And all of the messages, all the corrections the Lord gives you by hearing the word of God week after week, year after year, they start to build one on top of the other and it develops a strong foundation for living. And it's not just for you, but it's for your kids. Um, it's building something in your kids. And like I said, spiritual foundations, they're not built quickly. And it's really not possible for a pastor or a youth pastor to spend one hour with our child in counseling, help them solve all their problems, and then send them back to life as usual. It's just not going to happen. Yes, now they may be able to talk with them and begin a process of healing, but how much better if your child never had to come to that place of desperation? What if they had had the accountability, the strong relationships, uh, the spiritual investments from the Word of God leading and guiding them from day one that comes from regular church attendance? And if we want our children to be able to successfully cope with adversity that comes in life, and guys, you know, adversity is going to come. But we have to equip them with the necessary spiritual tools to help them do that. Hey, good grades are important. Yeah, we want our kids to have good grades. If they're in sports, man, we want them to have that shiny gold trophy. Absolutely. We want them to have impeccable manners. All these things are great, but they're not going to help them in a time of crisis. Only God 
can do that. And I want to encourage you that if your church, if they don't have a strong children's or youth ministry, that is a very important aspect of deciding on a church home. You know, you need to look for uh, ministries that are directing resources into the next generation and they're placing a priority in developing our children. It's great if you're going to church and you're getting fed spiritually, but just remember your kids, they need fed too. In Psalm 92, 13, it says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. And if you think about a plant, if it's going to grow for the long term, its roots have to be allowed to go down deep into the soil. And that's when it starts to take off and thrive. Now, it would be silly to keep uprooting a plant and moving it around to different pot, pots, wouldn't it? It's, it's not going to be able to take off and grow like it needs to be. It's going to be stunted. It's either going to wither or die. Well, I've seen families where they have left churches and become members at other ones almost on an annual basis. They're, or or they're, they're not really committed anywhere. They're just church hopping here. The, chill, the youth, their youth uh, attend church and go to this youth group. They like this pastor over here. So the, the, the adults are going over here. You know, they're just going from pot to pot to pot to pot to pot like a plant, right? And that's not healthy. That is called confusion. And it's not setting your children up for success. Remember what Psalm 92, 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. That means staying in one place <laughs> and get rooted there. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, there are a lot of folks, you know, they're getting ticked off about the, the most minor of things. They're leaving churches left and right. And in some cases, they're not even going to church any longer. And that's hurting your kids. And as Dr. Phil would say, how's that working for you? <laughs> it's just not a good path. Get planted somewhere, friends. Take root and let your family grow and flourish. In Acts 16, we read about the jailer who asked Paul and Silas about what he needed to do to be saved. And they told him that he needed to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he and his whole household would be saved. So isn't that something? This man, he took the lead spiritually, and he fully committed his life to Christ, and his entire family followed him with that decision. And that's all it takes. If we want our kids to make the Lord a priority, then he must become ours first. And I'm so thankful to my mom for taking the spiritual lead for our family and finally putting her foot down after all those years and saying, enough is enough. This isn't working for us. We're going to church. We're going to be faithful there. We're going to hear the word of God. We're going to serve there. We're going to allow God to do a work in our family as we gather together in the Lord's house. And that made all the difference in the world. I was 16. But you know what? It wasn't too late 
for my mom to do something for me. I wasn't on a good path. But God changed my life in such a magnificent way. And I think about all the fruit that's come from my mom's one decision to serve the Lord and take us to church. It's impacted my marriage, my kids, my relationships, my career paths, this nonprofit Generation Arrow that my husband and I have started where we can minister to parents and, and invest in families like you. It's absolutely changed everything for the good because she stressed the importance of allowing God to enter every part of my life. And no, it wasn't too late for me then. And, and family, it's not too late for you now to make that important decision. So maybe you've, you, you used to attend church regularly and, and you've allowed life to creep in and you, you just don't go anymore. Or maybe you're bouncing around from church to church and your family really doesn't have a place to call home. Or maybe you never have made church a priority and, and your family doesn't know the joy of going to God's house. Or, or maybe you, you take your family to church regularly, but you've lost sight of the true meaning of gathering. And it's become more of this religious routine. But whatever it is, Today is the day of shifting and change, of refocus and reigniting to what is most important when it comes to our spiritual development. So let me lead you in a prayer of recommitment today. Dear God, thank you for your love for me and my family. I realize now more than ever the gift and the power of gathering in your house. May I never take it for granted again. Forgive me where I failed in making church attendance a priority. Make up the lost time, Lord. I know it's not too late. Help our family build a spiritual foundation that will stand the tests of time. In Jesus' name, amen. What a monumental day it is for you. And you will never grow wrong when you choose to build your family by deciding to faithfully attend church. You're going to watch your children transform into all God's created them to be right before your very eyes. And you'll be so glad that you stood your ground and said, We're going. Family, how humbling it is that you took a little bit of time out of your day to spend with me. And I believe that your hearts were open and that God is doing a mighty work. Until next time, I pray that you're abundantly blessed and may our arrows be mighty on the earth. We hope this podcast has enriched your life and given you some valuable resources on raising your children. For more information about Generation Arrow, visit our website at generationarrow.life. That's generationarrow.life. And may our arrows be mighty on the earth. Oh.